Welcome to another episode of Joy in Java, Biblical Discussions to Fuel Your Soul. I'm Pastor Brian, here with Pastor Kristen All, and we welcome you to our little podcast this week. It has been uh, one or two weeks. Did we miss two weeks or just one? No, we missed one week. Just one week? But it feels like a lifetime. Good. I just, I just so want, it's way too long. Um, obviously we feel that way. Hopefully our listeners feel that way too. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I know I was, I was sick. I would call the sickness I had Kristen as I was on death's doorstep. Oh, my oh. wife calls the sickness I had. She refers to it something along the lines of the man cold. And so <laughs> I'm Anyways. not wading into this in any way, <laughs> shape, or You're form. Gonna... <laughs> I have been married 31, 32 so, years. Enough Kristen, that I don't even know. I'm not Kristen wading in. Kristen is playing the role of France right now. Right, in I, my marriage. France. France so. is rude. <laughs> oh, yeah, but they're neutral, non-committal. Oh, I see. That's uh, Switzerland. Is Isn't it, it Switzerland? Switch? I think it's Switzerland. I can't see. I lost so many brain cells from the sickness, folks. I can't even tell this joke right. Although that's not that unusual <laughs> that I don't tell a joke exactly <laughs> right. Oh, so, dear. <laughs> we, we're, we're happy to be back behind our microphones and recording this podcast because it is something I look forward to. Me too. And um, it's, it is good. I know we do have some listeners out there that do look forward to this and we appreciate you so much you know who you are um as you listen to this and thank you for listening and uh we'd like to invite you to share uh, and even if you're able to write a review about the podcast that actually helps us about as much as anything get the podcast in front of more people the more good reviews uh this podcast gets the more that all the algorithms work in our favor and the the um, Anchor and all the other Spotify, Apples, all those things um, put us in front of more people uh, as a possible podcast for them to listen to. So if you got the time, we appreciate that. Uh, Kristen, I, I can't tell you, we, we have had some exciting things happening at Pursuit and we're not going to go into all of them, but just feeling really refreshed in what God is doing in our midst and super pumped and excited by what's happening and uh i don't know about you but i've just got a renewed sense of god's hand upon this movement and uh upon the discipleship that's happening and the communities that are being built it's it's wonderful Kristen, because it's like we have these two separate communities that meet at different times on sunday but i still get this overwhelming sense that we still consider ourselves to be one community as well we're separate but we're also together Mm -hmm. um and there's great love there and there's not this competition um and that's something we prayed for is absolutely lord let's we're in this together keep us united um we're gonna pray for them they're gonna pray for us we're gonna you know send people each other's directions as people come and looking for the right place to land and so praise God for what he's doing. Yeah, I think uh, it makes me think of seasons, Brian. Like, you know, I think that it's so easy for us to forget that God moves in seasons. Um, and just like it's fall now and you're kind of, you know, going into the next season, this feels like a season of some new growth for us. And that's super exciting. And um, also something that I want to remember next time I feel like, eh, I don't really feel like, you know, you're doing anything here, Lord. And he just works that way in all of our lives. But uh, it's really helpful to have that, that longer term perspective, right? Of, uh, mm-hmm. of what's going on. Yeah. I just, I just heard a wonderful song this morning. Uh, after I do a Wednesday morning, Facebook live Bible study, and I forgot to do it last week. I mean, I was sick, but uh, I didn't get, I didn't, I forgot to tell everybody who watches that <laughs> that I wasn't going to do it. So apologies if you watch that and were a wee bit disappointed at least. But um, uh, this morning I got done doing that and I was on Facebook because it's Facebook Live. So I just, you know, scrolled through my thing. And believe it or not, a little video came up of Sandy Patty. 
Now, I I am not I do not go searching for Sandy Patty videos of her singing, okay? Uh, I respect Sandy Patty. I used to listen to her when I was younger. Um, she has made some major contributions to Christian music. She's recorded some of the most famous Christian songs ever recorded, actually, in my opinion. Um, marvelous singer and from Indiana, too. She's a Hoosier, by the way. And uh, she had this song uh called even in the in between mm. and it's this beautiful and she was playing the piano i didn't know she played the piano actually and she was playing this for a group of women um but it just talked about the in between times how sometimes it's hard to get a sense that god is moving right or even that he's a good god and yeah. so we have to remember we have to go back to those times where we know that God moved, that God loved us, that God provided for us. And then sometimes we have to look towards the future, the hope of what right. we have in Jesus. Right. And, uh, and then remembering in those in-between times where we realize um, that he is the best of friends, that he is a loving God, that he does provide for us. Mm. Beautiful song, highly recommend. Even in the in-between or in-between, look up Sandy Patty and type in in between and the song will probably come up <laughs> you should post it to our page brian that's a you know what that is a help, help a listener idea. out just post it to the page you're so much better at this uh than i am <laughs> i don't know i don't know I, <laughs> this I'm, week I'm i i'm writing uh, it down right now i needed to record an instagram story for an article that i have that's coming out uh november 2nd on Propel, and um, I was laughing because I, I tried it, and then I'm like, Jay, you know, what do you think? And he's like, well, you should do this and do that, and he had a whole, like, list of stuff, do's and don'ts, and fix the lighting and whatever, and um, yeah, so I don't know that saying I'm good at this stuff is, is probably, it's all about uh, perspective, I guess, but. <laughs> yeah, well, my perspective, Kristen, is that your level of organization and administrative thinking dwarfs mine. <laughs> so when you say, hey, you should post that to the Join Java Facebook page, I'm like, genius. This is amazing. This is such a good idea. So, that and uh, people who know me are like, you think she has admin skills? That is disappointing. <laughs> like, she has got you so snowed. Yeah. Well, if we did a comparison side by side, uh, yeah, but I can't sing at all, Brian. A Facebook really? would literally shut down the live feed if not I tried at all? to do a morning. Well, I can make a joyful noise, but you know. Okay, well, that's not what. I, let's not get over spiritual about this. <laughs> I'm asking about the skill of singing. <laughs> not at all, really. I'm not a singer. Say, no. Okay, okay. I mean, yeah, no. I, I do have enough musical whatever to like have fiddled with instruments, but that's mm -hmm. a little different than with your voice. So yeah, yeah no, okay. the, the people used to always, <laughs> Joe used to always say when he ran the soundboard that if I ever sang up front, he'd have to turn off my microphone. So, yeah. and he loves me. Wow. So that just tells you, you know, yeah. sometimes you do the hard things for the ones you right. love. Exactly. You know, you... Uh, yes. Yes. Also in my family, I am famous for decomposing lyrics. Um, <laughs> yeah. So when I do sing around the house, um, I, you know, I string together what I know with some improv and I can really make it work. And I don't know what their problem is. So. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, no judgment here. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank so, you. You know, I also, also, I mean, I, I, the whole singing thing, okay? I'm just going to go on a tangent here. Uh, who's going to stop me, really? I've got the record <laughs> button you don't over there. And, and oh, my internet's going <laughs> down, Brian. <laughs> I cannot hear you, Captain. <laughs> um, so uh, I've had people say to me throughout my whole life, okay, when I mention my lack of organizational skills or administrative skills, okay, uh, which sometimes I know I sell myself a little bit short on that, but um, that's because I just know so many high-level powered people around me that are really good at it, I guess. But I've had many people say, well, you know what, though? We can't sing like you can, Brian. And so I'm like, <laughs> well, singing earns me about zero dollars 
<laughs> oh, yeah, I'm glad I'm... you're encouraged by it, buddy. But <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> you know, like I get a few likes every now and then on Facebook when I post a song, but I'm like, okay, good. I can sing. I don't know, but I, I'm happy. I don't get me wrong. I'm glad for the gift God gave me, but uh Jeez, I could, <laughs> wish I could organize uh, anything, but uh, you know, listen. This is I say that, and I'm kind of, I'm kind of, ki- I'm kidding. Yes, you know, we too. are I'm both kidding. Really, yes. Yeah, I'm not really yes. being too hard on myself, but um, uh, it is really cool how the Lord provides for us and fills the gaps in our lives. I, I hope that's true for um, most marriages. That's certainly true for me. Yeah. My wife fills most of the voids in my life that are insufficient, or at least that I would say are not up to par, you know, and I hope that I do the same for her. I think most days she would say that is true. Um, And the same thing is true for what we have here at Pursuit. Um, God just really has balanced us out, I think, in quite a remarkable way. Yeah. Um, And yeah. Uh, I I think we see that in the Bible, and we're going to jump into our study today uh, this way, is when you look at the disciples, they're such a mixed bag mm. of individuals. Mm. And we see the unifying thing, though, being Jesus and ultimately the Holy Spirit. Mm. To use each of their unique giftings, wherever the spirit leads them in their travels after now we're still pre crucifixion here in this part of John, Mm -hmm. but after the resurrection of, of Jesus, as the disciples begin to spread out and go, they go places where they are uniquely gifted to Mm -hmm. minister to. And God uses that and he surrounds them with people too. Um, And we see a bunch of, this idea of togetherness, this community uh, being formed. And in actuality, Kristen, it just kind of dawns on me that we see in this passage in chapter 14, which is still a continuation of the conversation they're having around the table. Right, right. um, Is that Jesus is kind of preparing them for what is about to happen by introducing the Holy Spirit, by talking about I have to leave, mm-hmm. um, and by giving them some, <coughs> excuse me, kind of hands-on instructions here mm-hmm. on uh, how to love and, and serve and trust in God. So let's dive into this. Um, do you want to kind of bring us up to speed? We're going to go through the whole chapter 14 of John because we missed last week. Yeah. And there's a lot of the same themes. Do you want to kind of just bring us up to speed or? Sure. I think you've covered it a little bit, but I'll add just a little bit to it. Um, We are at the Last Supper. Uh, One of the interesting things in John is that he focuses not on the supper, which is where we get the communion uh, practice, but on the foot washing. And that's kind of important as we go forward here that John uh, really wanted us to see how Jesus um, spent that last opportunity to serve them and to give them a practical example. And then we see Jesus uh, really being kind of kind to Judas, knowing what Judas has in his heart. And Judas has left the table. And then he turns to Peter and um, tells Peter really hard news. Look, you're, you're, you think you're going to die for me. You're going to deny me. Um, but that we'll see eventually is such a gift to Peter because he knows that the Lord knew already and he Mm. still treated him in fellowship and, and um, that, you know, he knows it all and he still loves us. And that's an amazing gift that Peter doesn't know at this point that he's been given. So, um, and then the conversation just continues in 14. We go through several chapters here where it's kind of like a really 
like a regular conversation where you kind of go around and around, you know, and you say, oh, yeah, and like that reminds me of that thing and then that thing. And then remember the first thing we were talking about? And that's what's going to kind of happen over the next few chapters. Um, Jesus is going to circle around several themes and uh, 14 is kind of the start of that, Brian, like you talked about, you know, mm-hmm. the, the coming of the Holy Spirit, um, suffering in this world. So there, there are several themes here that are he's going to start to kind of develop with them. And isn't that the way we all learn, right? Like you get, you, someone says something to you, you don't understand it, they say it again, maybe you go away, you come back. So that's kind of, Jesus right. is sort of building up, you know, these um, concepts in their minds, because even though they're not going to understand them now they're going to need them later so yeah yeah that's good and in uh chapter 14 uh kristen i'm just going to read the first few verses of this just one through six let's do that and then let's talk about it maybe that'll help us move through this sure um instead of reading the whole thing and then going back let's yeah, just that's read too much yeah, yeah let's just read the first six here uh this is john chapter 14 starting in verse one let not your heart be troubled You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way, you know. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going, and how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Yeah, I love this. And it's really helpful to be reminded again that this there is no break between 13 and 14. So Jesus has just told Peter that you're going to deny me. Mm-hmm. And the next words out of his mouth, right? Mm-hmm. The, ne- the continuation of that narrative is don't let your hearts be troubled. Um, and I think that's sometimes those chapter breaks don't do us a favor. And this is one of those times when it really doesn't help us understand what was happening here. We, we had such a great discussion in our house church about this first few verses talking about, um, you know, you know, is Jesus talking about a little house? Obviously not. So Mm. then what is he getting at? Right. Why does he use that picture? And so we started to talk a lot about, home what makes home what makes us uh uh, what is the essence of that you know it's people who love you people that you feel safe with a place where you're provided for a place where you feel at ease to be yourself and that um that really enriched our imagination of what jesus is talking about here when he says i go to prepare a place for you a Mm -hmm. home a mansion and you're in the king james you know um that just it really kind of came alive for us in a very personal way as we talked about that. Yeah, that's, that's great. It's, it's a relation. I mean, everything you described all is about relationship. Exactly. And exactly. it's, you know, I mean, we, we certainly have warm memories associated with places and houses in our lives. You know, um, I have very warm memories of going to Indianapolis and being at my grandma and grandpa's house for Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving's coming up. It's one of my favorite times of year. Um, and for the Indy 500 race, too, we'd go every year. Mm-hmm. And very warm, warm memories of the house I grew up in around Christmas time um, and home fellowships at our house. And times our house was filled wall to wall, it seemed like, with people uh, and kids. And as people were studying the Bible and worshiping and sharing meals together, like we can have these warm memories, but really, the heart of that is the relationships, right? You know, right. What really makes us warm inside is when we think of those things, it's the relationships with the people <clears throat> and it's, excuse me. And so when, uh, what I see Jesus saying here is in my father's house are many mansions. That means there is lots of room. There is lots of space mm-hmm. and opportunity for you to be in relationship with the father. Mm. And um, there's this invitation, you know, yeah. and, and how wonderful is it to have an invitation uh, to be in eternity with the Father mm. and 
And then Thomas says, you know, hey, the, you know, we don't know where we're going. How can we know the way or the path? You know, um, and Jesus just says, hey, it's me. You know, I am the I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. This this is amazing. This is life giving. I mean, he says, I am the life. You know, um, but uh, the this is also one of the most controversial parts of the Bible. This is what the world can tend to rage against: is that Jesus says, "I am the way, the truth, and the life." And then this in particular, no one comes to the Father except through me. The implications of that are pretty large. Is pretty large. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, one thing we talked about is, uh, and I actually remember this from two weeks ago. Believe it or not, this is amazing. This is fantastic. <laughs> uh, that we can't underestimate. Um, the power of Jesus saying he is the way, and especially that he says, I am the truth and the life, you know, um, that we need to look to Jesus. We need to know his words. We need to know what his words, what the Bible says about Jesus. Um, and that he is the ultimate truth. Um, and how powerful that can be for our lives. If we let it be, um, and if we surrender to Christ in such a way um, that allows that to be lived out in our lives. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting. Uh, one of the things we talked about is how much we loved. Um, there are three different spots just in this chapter alone where the disciples ask, uh, what appears to us, because we have all the answers, <laughs> looking back as really stupid questions. Like, what are you, like, have you not been paying attention? Like, you know, and and um, I, we just love the intimacy and the safety that they feel with their rabbi, Jesus, their teacher, to ask the stupid questions. Like, wait a minute. No, no, no. You say we know the way. We don't know the way. Like, what are you talking about? Like, That's okay, ju then just show, just just like Philip next, you know, just show us the father and that'll be enough. Like, we don't get what you're saying, but that's okay. You know, and like they are totally missing the point. And um, I talked about like, I so relate to them and I love the example of being, I really get to that home, that safety again of like, you're accepted and you belong and it is okay. And actually good to bring those thoughts to God and be on, he already knows we're thinking them. Just be honest with him because that gives him an opportunity to speak to us. Um, and, you know, just like we've seen in John over and over, he often does not give the direct answer uh, that they want, right. but what he gives them is better and is truth and is what they need. Even, even if he doesn't answer their question the way we'd like him to. Yeah. Let's, let's move on. Let's start in verse seven again. Uh, Jesus says, if you had known me, you would have known my father also. And from now on, you know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the father. You mentioned that, Kristen. Yeah. And it is sufficient for us. So D Philip is wanting to literally see the father um, here. And, Although he's still not getting that Jesus is the father also. Right, right. Like right Jesus' yeah. whole point is like, you're looking at the father. Like, <laughs> of course you can only get to the father through me. I am the father, right? right? Like, yeah. you know, I mean, it's, this whole Trinity concept is really, oh, yeah. um, but, uh, Jesus said to him in verse nine, have I been with you so long and yet you have not known me, Philip, Exactly. right? This exactly. is really hysterical. If you know, we, right. we read this oftentimes so somber because we're anticipating the crucifixion, but this is kind of funny. He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Mm, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. Mm. I love this talk. One of the fascinating things for me, excuse me, about reading about the life of Jesus and, so, and the things he says 
is he is always pointing people back to the father. Like, like this is not the only time we see him saying something like this, where he says it's because of the father, you know, I'm obeying the father. Um, and to me, that speaks powerfully and encourages me. I mean, it encourages me as a pastor, but just as a man, as a human being, and as a Christ follower, like, is that what I'm doing with my life? Is everything for the Father? Is everything because of the Father? Am I doing it in the authority of the Father uh, for His glory? Or do I sometimes do things for my glory and just for my sake? Um, and <coughs> sorry, I could, I was trying to hold in that cough, but I just couldn't <laughs> that time. Uh, so I just, I think it's fascinating, you know, that, that Jesus, and even though there, you know, sometimes I can read, especially question marks in any book I'm reading, sometimes I'm a little too snarky or sarcastic in that. I don't believe Jesus is doing any of that. I think he is, like you said, Kristen, it's an opportunity for Jesus to continue to teach them and to continue to pour into them. This is discipleship 101. Right. Patience. This is okay. Yeah, you're you're at least engaging with what I'm right. talking about. Right, exactly. So yeah. Let me help you get a little farther down the road. This is amazing discipleship lessons here that Jesus is um showing us. And I I I also want I have this written in the margin of my Bible, Kristen. Uh intimacy with Abba Father is key to Jesus. And it should be for us too. Mm. Like, you know, Jesus places so much emphasis on the Father and that relationship and, you know, doing everything because of the Father, obeying the Father. Um, and a greater intimacy with the Father and builds in us a greater desire to obey and to bring glory to the Lord. Because the more we know about him, the more we're in awe and the more we can't help but tell others about who he is. And um, that's what Jesus is showing us here, you know, um, and he's teaching the disciples too. Uh, you know, he's introducing the Holy Spirit, but they they must have needed to learn more about the father too it through this process because we can rush through and say oh cool the holy spirit jesus talking about the holy spirit holy spirit yay yeah 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 you know <laughs> but he's really giving them a master lesson too in the father yeah i'm reading a great book that i've actually read before called with and it's by sky jitani and oh. um it is a book about um the ways that we l try to live around god that are not healthy and then painting a picture of what God biblically paints, which is the, a life with him, not where we're trying to control him, not where we're afraid of him, not That's what we're so doing for him or expecting him to do for us, but a life lived in relationship, in communion, just like you're talking about with God. And um, one of the, the lines I underlined was, you know, God was with the Father, <laughs> or I mean, with Jesus, yeah, right? Yeah. And then Jesus comes to be with us. When God wants to restore the relationship, He comes to be with us, right? And and it's that picture of how then we are to go forward too, of God with us in the world mm. as we go through every mundane, exciting, boring, painful, everything that happens. Right. Learning to live like Jesus did. He is the example of how we walk with God through everything in the, in the world. And uh, it's that relationship again. Yeah. It's a great book. It's a great book. I recommend cool. it. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like, I like Sky. What I know of him and what I've heard. I yeah. Really yeah. It's very thoughtful. <laughs> easy, easy to read, but deep thoughts. Uh, yeah. So yeah. I, I really appreciate I appreciate his work. So, yeah. So, you want to keep going? Should we yeah, go forward a little going. more? Yeah, let's keep going. These things are let's... interrelated, so it's tough. Yeah. yeah. Let's do. Let's do twelve through eighteen here. 
Okay. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. Huh? And greater works than these he will do. What? Hashtag amazing. Some of those words are not in there. Those because, are Brian's version, just because, so you know. <laughs> yeah, especially <laughs> when I say hashtag amazing. Yeah. Uh, because I go to my Father, and whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, keep me. Well, let's just stop right there. Because that next part, that next part is really important. Yeah. And in a way, it links these two together. Yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, we have to, some people will read this passage, Kristen, and go and just take it, just go, oh, anything I ask in the name of, well, I'll just end my prayer. And in the name of Jesus. In the Magic name of words. Jesus, you, this will happen, you know. Uh, I don't know if I've shared this in the past, but I have actually laid my hands on an engine of a car and asked the Lord. <laughs> I interceded on behalf of my car that needed to just start magically, yeah. you know. Um, but that's not what we're talking about. Like there, You have to balance a passage like this out with a passage where Jesus is, is describing the Lord's prayer, how we should approach prayer. Yeah. Um, and this isn't a magic button we press by saying it in the name of Jesus. There is, a, I use the word intimacy. Jesus had intimacy with the Father. Key is intimacy and obedience, unity with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Um, even, even having the Spirit guide and direct our prayers, we know how to pray when different things happen. Um, and even discerning in some instances the will of God, like like the heart of God over situations and lives. And um, so this is an amazing passage. And I believe that when we are in unity with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, a lot gets done when we pray. I mean, the Bible says the fervent prayers of a righteous man availeth much. A lot gets done when someone who has great intimacy with the Father and who is walking in obedience um, the prayers are going to come from the Spirit. The prayers are going to be in line with the move of God already. Um, and so there's the power in that. Yeah. Well, and I, you know, I love that, Brian. I've been thinking about examples, you know, uh, like, you know, when you're married, I have authority to speak for my spouse, right? And And for the most part, anything that I say that I commit us to, or a, an obligation I make, you know, Joe backs that up, right? Yeah. But if I make something that is so obviously out of his character, then I have overstepped my authority, right? And it doesn't mean anything. I, I can't speak for him anymore if I'm so out of sync. If I say that we are no longer going to speak of or have any cars in our home, anyone who knows Joe knows that I am I am out of sync with Joe. And that's not, he's not, you know, like that's not going to work. So, so I'm thinking <laughs> the same way. And I'm also thinking about like with kids or with someone you're training, you back them up, but they are still learning how to wield that adult power right and i think that's the same kind of thing here jesus can perfectly yield that power because he he is god we, god is sharing with us but we are still in that process of learning right um of being a learning to be aligned with what he wants to do in the world um and i and i love though also and you kind of hit on this it's it's a radical trust and faith that God is going to do things that I can't do in my power. And um, that's a pretty amazing thing. And that was a pretty shocking thing for them at this time, too, to say that, you know, you would be able to have the power to ask God um, to right. work on your behalf is, is a big deal. It's a really big deal. Yeah. And then let's let's continue that down into verse 15. Oh, wait. Oh, go Can ahead. I you talk about one more else? thing? Okay, this I thought is the you other had. Thing. That's why I moved I on. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know I have so much to say. Um, so um, <laughs> the one other thing that I wanted to talk about, because this really hit me differently this time, mm. when he talks about the works that he's going to do, that we're going to do. So, you know, 
God, we, we've been in our house church. This is coined by Aaron. We mm. see all along Jesus doing God things. There, Jesus did another God thing. Jesus did another God. That's why he's in trouble all the time. That's why we know who he is. Mm. And now Jesus is saying, you are going to do Jesus things, right? Mm. I've done the work. Now you're going to do works. But also when you look at the works that have been happening in John just before this, they are not the things that often come to my mind first. Mm. Um, they are... He just washed the dirty feet of the disciples around the table. He just offered grace to Peter. He offered mercy to Judas and the way he treated him in that moment. And then you, you just keep going back. He offered honor to the woman at the well. You know, he's, he's, on, he's, he's coaching, he's teaching. The, those are the works that he's, that are thing. We, I think I tend to go to, you know, well, he raised people from the dead. And that is true. But, but that is not, if you look at like the graph of what the works are in this yeah. narrative, they are about servanthood. They are about eventually giving your life up for another. They are, that is the work that he is saying that we're going to do. Um, yeah. Not the glory work that we like to focus yeah. on. Mm, yeah. Challenging. I'm going to lead worship in front of thousands and thousands of people. And, you know, <laughs> everyone's going to th- see how right. great I am or. And that that flows beautifully into verse fifteen. Actually, exactly. if if I, you're so smart. Uh, <laughs> if you, no, I is just that what have, you no, wanted to hear. So I have, no. I have, yeah, I did. I, you, I always do. I don't think that that's a whole nother podcast. But I have notes. That's why. <laughs> okay. No, that was that was a really good point. I appreciate that. And thank you. So so the next uh, verse here in fifteen. Uh, if you love me, keep my commandments. Yeah. You could just preach. You could take that part of this passage and preach that five weeks in a row at a church if you wanted to. Um, if you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever, the mm-hmm. Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. <clears throat> Sorry, I will I will come to you. Amazing. This is mm-hmm. such now m- confusing maybe for these guys. Oh yeah. But amazing for us in light of what we know uh from our thousand foot view, right? Right. And and all the history that has happened since then and all the theologians that have poured into this and all the <laughs> sermons we've listened to, all that stuff we have great benefit of having. But that first part of this, Kristen, mm-hmm. we all agree and we celebrate and we are so appreciative of the grace of God, this unmerited favor mm-hmm. that we enjoy. And the fact that we are we we are beloved of Jesus and of mm-hmm. God and that it doesn't matter what we we can never be good enough to earn salvation to have a relationship with Jesus. Jesus made that possible by mm-hmm. dying on the cross and rising again from the dead. Mm-hmm. It is all because of the work of Jesus. But Jesus himself says, if you love me, keep my commands. How many times, Kristen, have I preached this to my children? <laughs> Hopefully in a helpful way, right? Um, but I want them to obey me, not just because I want peace. Yeah. Quiet. <laughs> you know, I want them to know how to effectively and have that be a part of their testimony as children when they are out of my presence and my eyesight in my earshot, whatever, that they can obey, that they can listen, that they are respectful to their teachers, to their Sunday school teachers, to grandparents and aunts and uncles. Them obeying parents is teaching them how to obey God. And and hopefully we're doing this effectively enough as parents (laughs) that it's not just a bunch of rules and regulations and there's this harsh punishment if you break the rules. There's grace there as well. There's teaching and learning and net, you know, for them to fall in and all that stuff. But um, if you love me, keep my commandments. 
Christianity is not just about this gracey, grace, grace in this easy way. Jesus said, the, 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 in, is it in this passage or is it the next? I don't want to get too far ahead or maybe I read that. Uh, no, I think it's in another passage I was reading recently. But, <laughs> I'm sorry. But I've got it all mixed in. I don't I've know where you're connecting. All mixed in. But, he, but it says narrow is the, is the road. Oh, yeah. That's not in this one. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. that leads to heaven. It, but broad is the path that leads to hell. It's o- obedience requires sacrifice and surrender. And sometimes that's hard. Sometimes it's a great joy. I know of people in the persecuted cr- church Christian or Kristen. They're Christian. We're all Christians here. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but you happen to be Kristen. Um, is is there is this incredible joy in the fact that they have been persecuted for the sake of Jesus where they were found worthy enough or, you know, or they had the privilege of standing up for Jesus, of not denying him, of not rejecting Christ publicly. And even though it caused them great pain and suffering and ridicule, and they became outcasts. Uh, there is joy in that for them too, because in those moments, I mean, I just believe this with all of my heart. In those moments, the Lord is right there. His presence is right there. Um, and uh, you know, I, I just, I just believe that with all of my heart. And so they're obeying God in an extreme situation, but for us in our everyday life in the in-between, you know, for us obeying God is, could be as, as, as simple as making sure you're actually at work on time, you know, making sure you're staying there when you have agreed you will stay there too, you know, um, (laughs) it, 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 it's being honest. It's, um, going the extra mile with people. I mean, I don't know. There's all sorts of examples and I'm not right now. My mind is not flooding with great examples for this. Well, even like we've been talking about, you know, (laughs) what Jesus has been doing in this passage, giving honor to those who do not believe drawing in the outsiders who are around the edge and uh, are typically not invited to the table, showing patience (laughs) <laughs> with there those who are not yeah. getting it right yeah giving the advantage to somebody else um and when it is your right to not do it right like all of those those how we treat the people around us how we um whether they are whatever role they're in that those are all those ways that we love each other and we show the love of christ yeah. to those around us yeah that was so much more articulate than where i was headed <laughs> Uh, but I will say this here, here's the amazing part of this. Okay. Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commandments, but he says, I'm giving you a helper. You can't do it on your own, but with the helper, you can, you know, that's one of the great roles of the Holy spirit is to help us learn and know and get better at obeying this. We're all on a journey, folks. My level of obedience is different than Kristen's is different than yours listening to this right now. Where we're at along our walk is different. And the helper, the Holy Spirit, will abides with us forever. And I love that Jesus says, I will not leave you orphans. We are not orphans, folks. We are not alone. We're not just waiting for Jesus to come back. Guess what? God is already with us in the Holy Spirit. He's with us right everywhere we go, everyone we meet. You know what I mean, right? Sound <laughs> right, familiar? Right, right, right. Yeah. And and so in 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 this instance, I mean, the disciples had a little bit of time that they had to wait, where they were waiting in the upper room praying, and you know, the Holy Spirit came initiated yeah. in that sense. But um, we are not alone, folks. And if and that's something we should really grasp onto, hold on to right. in those in-between moments in life, in those stressful, hard moments where maybe sometimes God feels distant, is 
that he is right with us and he's not screaming and shouting because he's waiting for us to be still enough that we can hear his still small voice. He's, he's probably right there just trying to whisper. And he wants us to get to that place where we can have, where we can receive his peace, where we can recognize that he is God and quit frantically trying to figure everything out on our own and quit, you know, walking in a spirit of fear that I think sometimes we just fall into, frankly. Um, and, and we forget, I mean, the children of Israel forget, forget, they forgot all the time. Right. The amazing things God had just done the day before or a few days before, right? And so why why shouldn't that happen to us, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. But he says he will not leave us orphans, and there is a helper. And that is tremendous. That ought to fill you with great hope. Yeah. The thing that's going through my mind is that home discussion again. We carry home with us through the presence of the Holy Spirit. Ooh, That's, I like that. Yeah, yeah. And and you're right. Uh, it is so easy to be distracted or um, uh, just because we are trained in this world that lives without his presence, right? So there's a lot to be undone and to reworked, but we do carry the very mm-hmm. presence of God, that home with us. Um, and it starts at the moment of salvation. Yeah. 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 Is that all you have to say about that? So I don't want to rush you. No, Uh, you're good. Okay, good, good. You're good, you're good. (laughs) Verse 19. (laughs) A little while longer and the world will see me no more. This is still Jesus talking. But you will see me because I live, you will live also. At that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me, and he who loves me will be loved by my Father. And I will love him and manifest myself to him. Judas, not Iscariot. <laughs> okay, just for those wondering. Probably Jude, I think Jude, Judadius, um, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and he will come to him and make our home with him. You were talking about this, Kristen. Yeah. He who does not love me does not keep my words. And the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. So, one of those disciple honest questions. I am not with you. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't. I'm, I hear what the words you're saying, but I don't know what you're talking about. Uh-huh. Jesus. Yeah. And I, Chris, I really like how you stated a few minutes ago that geez, these guys must feel comfortable enough yeah. to ask these questions. And probably these might be questions we would ask without all the extra knowledge we have. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and again, Jesus makes a very hard statement. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. Uh, and uh, also, at the, uh, he who does not love me does not keep my words. We that at least deserves a pause in our lives. Like, like we ought to, as Christians, make sure. Uh, and I say this all the time, uh, and I don't think I should ever apologize for it. But the best way to know the will of God is to read the Word of God. And intimacy grow is is something that is knowledge i'm more intimate with devon than anyone else on the earth because i know more about her than anybody else on the earth and she knows more about me and that's there's an intimacy there in that and it intimacy is knowledge it's not just a physical thing like the world would have us believe there's a knowledge there that is um really almost sacred i mean really mm-hmm. special and um, so Jesus says, if you do not love me, you do not keep my words. That's, that's a harsh statement. But Christians, we, we ought to take that to heart. And, you know, who are we serving? Who, who do we love? Because we, we serve what we love, right? We worship right. what we love. And 
we do those things. We pay attention to those things. We follow those things or those people, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I don't read this and go, oh my gosh, this is condemnation or this is God saying we earn anything. I just think, I just think that he's, he's just saying this is, this is working out our faith. This is proving our faith. And it's not just for our sake. Here's why we need to be obedient so that our testimony can be that we live out what we talk and what we preach. Yeah. It's for the sake of the kingdom. It's for the sake of others around us, why we should have hearts of obedience to God's word. Yeah. I think it even extends beyond that, which is that um, I'm a believer, not because of my eternal destiny. I am a believer um, not because I think it makes me a good person or it's the best way to live a blessed life. I'm a believer <laughs> because um, <clears throat> of the picture of the good, merciful, amazing father and of the opportunity to <clears throat> walk through life in connection with him. Um, that is what it, it means to be a disciple. And that's why he says, if, if you're a disciple, then you have to be with me which means obeying my commandments. Like you can't say, I can't say I'm married to Joe, but then go live in Hawaii and not talk to him and not have any relationship with him. Well, then I don't really want it, do I? I mean, in some ways this is harsh because we know how much pro- how much work we have to do, but in other ways it's not, it's just mm. obvious. Yeah. Like, you know, when if you're dating someone and they never call you back they're just not that into you right like that's the staying like like it's not it's not so if you're out there listening and you're in a dating relationship (laughs) this is good advice pay attention go ahead continue go ahead (laughs) they don't call you back they're just not that into you i yeah that's not original but i just think you know in some ways we make this too hard jesus is saying anybody who wants to be a part of the family is welcome yeah anyone uh, including Peter, who's gonna who's saying one thing is gonna do another, including these knuckleheads, as to use your word, that don't understand what's going on. He's like, all they have to do is walk with me, and that walk with me means doing things the way I do them, and following me, and loving me enough to trust me that I know the right way to go. Instead of you know, it goes back to Genesis, right, where God says, "There's only one thing here I don't want you to do: don't eat from that one tree." And Adam and Eve are like, nah, we know better, right? And um, this makes me think that, you know, the process is um, the difference between what I say I believe and what I live out, yeah. right? And and every time, this is like kind of what you were talking about. Every time we run across the, one of these passages and Molly other times is an opportunity for me to compare those two things. And where there are, and there always are in my comparisons, <laughs> places where my behavior says I believe one thing that's different from my what I know to be true, then I have to work to rectify them and say, oh, Holy Spirit, you know, we got to, you know, and he's like, yeah, I know. That's why you know about this is because I pointed it out to you. Let's try to bring these things more and more together so that you're you're more and more aligned with the person that God wants you to be as a human being. Um, and a person who can stay in relationship with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, there's that big gap, right? It's like you said, it's the in-between is that we're trying to let go of the things that are not godly and and move into the things that are. And um, that's the difference between sometimes the head and the actions, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, so yeah. true. And in verse 25, Jesus continues, he says, These things I have spoken to you while being present with you, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things, and I love this, Kristen, and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, never let it be afraid. You have heard me say to you, I'm going away and coming back to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice because I said I am going to the Father, for my Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it comes that when it does come to pass, you may believe. I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of this world is coming and he has nothing in me, but that the world may know that I love the Father 
And as the Father gave me commandment, so I do. Arise, let us go from here. The Holy Spirit's a helper. Yeah, or now this one we did, this was really cool. Aaron said, let's play a game. Everybody, I'm going to read the verse. And when we get to that point, say whatever words in your text. So he says, you know, I've spoken this while I'm still with you. But the, and then everyone reads. Yours says what? Helper. Mine says advocate, sometimes counselor. So, you know, we were talking about how the word is not translatable into English, but all of those words are kind of what the teacher, mm. the helper, the advocate, the counselor, comforter, all of those words go into that paraclete word that we don't really have a parallel for. But what really struck me is what has Jesus been doing with his disciples? Teaching them, caring for them, advocating for them comforting them being with them physically like that picture had never quite gelled quite like that here um that that is the holy spirit is the presence of jesus just like he was with the disciples like that that just dialed that picture in in a way that had right exactly that had not which is why like that's the home that we carry with us right yeah that's the holy spirit in us is jesus Well, that's why we say Jesus in our heart, which is not always very helpful because I don't think we know what it means. But that's that home that we're carrying with us. Right. And that he is he's teaching us and he's answering my stupid questions and he's nudging me when I go off on the wrong track and Mm -hmm. reminding me of like, oh, no, don't say that. That's not going to you know, like all of those things. Right. Like or, or peace be with you, child. You know, like when I love this peace versus one of my favorites. Right. That 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 is the peace that passes understanding that is exactly the opposite, because when everything else is going wrong. I still know that yeah. I have that presence with me. Yeah. Yeah. We do not have to walk around like we are powerless, like we are weak, like we are alone. Mm-hmm. We are not hopeless. We are not orphans. We are beloved mm-hmm. children of God bought with a price. Mm-hmm. And we have purpose and we have value and we have a mission. God even gave us work to do. Right. To be a part of an eternal kingdom. And uh, today I just I, I, I really want to encourage people because and again, I, I say this, I hardly ever preach or teach what I don't make sure that I yeah. am working on myself. OK, Yeah. right. Oftentimes when I say things, it's like I've been there. OK, it's not that I have perfected many of the things that I talk about. It's it's yeah. I'm in process just like everybody else. Kristen is in process. Amen. Uh, just like everybody else. <laughs> yeah. Uh aren't you glad our spouses aren't here? Because we'd have had a yeah. roaring <laughs> amen uh in the background. But I uh, think they don't like to talk as much, Brian. We'd be in trouble. <laughs> um it would be interesting what a podcast would look like like with Joe and Kristen. Or Joe and uh, Devin. Devin, I mean, yeah. Yeah. That would that would be fascinating short yes but to the point very direct and um i bet anyways let's work on that later um uh we might have to have a week where they take over the podcast actually and see what happens wouldn't that be cool um but i was saying is that what i want to say is that we can walk in the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And it's not walking in arrogance. It's not overstepping, you know, our, our, who, who we are. It's, there's a humbleness, but also a boldness. I believe we can live in as Christians that we know who we are. How many issues in our lives are based around an issue with identity? A lot of, a lot of kids I know, young people I know, struggle with identity so much and with self-worth and value. Mm-hmm. And that's the world is bombarding them with images of what beauty looks like and what normal looks like or what celebrity and popularity and fame and rich looks like. Um, I, I mean wealth when I say rich, not 
a guy named yeah. Rich. And uh, <laughs> and they, it's uh, my heart breaks sometimes to see yeah. that struggle. And but at the same time, I know that from time to time that struggle is real for me too. Yeah. And if we could just walk in this, and we've used this term a lot this year at Pursuit, this beloved identity that we are children of God, we are chosen, mm. we are set apart, we are dearly loved bible even says that we are a friend of god we're going to in chapter 15 here we're going to talk about that yeah and um if we can walk in the beloved identity even in our imperfection even in those times we mess up we are still beloved and we are still called and we are still ordained as ministers of the gospel wherever we go to everyone we meet and we are called to love. And even in our imperfection, I believe Christ can be glorified, Kristen. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes even more so. Because in our imperfections, when something amazing happens around us or because yeah. of some of the things we're involved with or saying or teaching or trying to do with our lives, um, I think it gives God more glory when people see, man, that, you know, Kristen is, she's, she's a real person. She's human. Yeah. She makes mistakes, but look at this amazing thing. Look at what God has done. Yeah. And it just gives more glory to God. So walk in that beloved identity. I think that the disciples through the crucifixion and after they see Jesus risen, we're going to see them start to really truly get it and walk in that identity. Mm. And excuse me, we see the depth of their love for Jesus lived out by how they sacrificed their very lives for him. And um, I, I, I just, I don't know, Kristen, I'm going to be quiet. I'm going to let you kind of have the final word here if you want to on uh, this passage. Well, I think you're doing a great job of wrecking, wrapping it up, Brian. I'm um, thinking. I thought you were going to say wrecking it. No, yeah. I I stumbled over my words there. That was not what I was trying to say <laughs> at all, at all, at all. Um, I, I guess the only other thing I would say about that, and I, I think that that is probably a great final word, is that process. That, you know, the, the disciples are in process here. I'm in process. You're in process. We, you know, if you are struggling with identity, it is okay to be in process. It is okay to take those things. Please take them to the father. Please talk to safe people about them um, so that he can, you can present them so that you can work on them and be in process. And God is going to meet you there because that is what he does. That's what we see him doing here with the disciples. He's spending so much time on the last week on earth to make sure that he is helping them in the process and equipping them with truth that sometimes will take time to develop until they understand. Yeah. Um, but that that's the kind of God we serve, the kind of God who is patient and persistent and um, just is the perfect parent to us um, in those circumstances. So, Amen. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of Joy and Java. We hope that you have been encouraged and blessed and challenged. And I hope you feel loved, too. Mm. I want you to know that we love you. Mm. And uh, there's always a place for you here at Pursuit Friends. And as a part of Joy and Java, um, we hope that weekly or almost weekly, as we like to say, you are um, blessed and encouraged by this podcast and especially not just our laughter and our banter, but specifically by Mm. the study of God's word, because that's what changes lives. That's Mm. what has power to um, give us victory over sin and live in joy regardless of our circumstances uh, and walk as disciples of Jesus Christ, being his hands and feet everywhere we go to everyone we meet. And if you'd like to join Pursuit Friends, we invite you to do that Sunday mornings at 10 at Whitmer House or Sunday evenings at 6 at Deborah House. And uh, just go to our Facebook page, just type in Pursuit Friends Church, it'll pop up for you. And you can learn weekly and daily what's happening. Uh, We give our updates mainly through that. 
if you'd like to give to Pursuit Friends Church, and we sure would appreciate that and even encourage you to do so, uh, is go to PursuitFriends.org slash give and you can donate to the work that God is doing here uh, at Pursuit Friends Church. And also, I would like to invite you, if uh, uh, you have heard about it or haven't heard about it, there is an International Friends Multiplication Conference coming up November 9th through the 11th. I happen to be a part of the team putting this conference together. And uh, it, let me tell you, it's going to be an exciting conference. Ed Stetzer is going to be our opening speaker. Larry Wachemeyer, who works with Exponential and does all sorts of stuff, church planning, and actually has a friend's connection in his family um, way back, uh, which is pretty cool. And we've got international leaders from all over the world. That's what the word international means, don't you know? And uh, um, and there's all sorts of great workshops. I get to lead a workshop. Kristen gets to be a part of a workshop. Uh, and it's going to be fantastic. Right now through the month of October, the cost is just $50. Um, but if you're from a friend's church in Eastern region, the, the multiplication team is covering $25 of that. So through, mm. through the whole cost of this, up to the first 100 people, the multiplication team will pay $25 um, for that. And uh, so uh, there is a code, and of course I do not have the stinking code right here in front of me, but um, if you'd like to take advantage of that, please, and you're a part of a friend's church, please um, give, shoot me an email, message me on Facebook, whatever, and I will get that code to you so you can take advantage of that $25 off. The price does go up to $75 after October. And then the day of the conference, if you wait that long to register, which you can, the cost jumps up to $95. But even at $95, this is an incredible conference. It will be worth every penny. Um, so I encourage you to do that. Uh, you can go to friendsmultiplied.org to register for this exciting conference. Uh, Kristen, thank you very much for being a part of this. Thanks for all you do for Pursuit um, and this podcast. It's it's very much appreciated, appreciated, appreciated. And uh, <laughs> you're decomposing. I, you know, the sickness, I just lost brain cells, man. I just, it's just, I am dumber <laughs> than I have been in a long time because of being sick with a man cold, as my wife calls it. So. <laughs> All right. God bless you guys. Have a wonderful rest of your week. Mm -hmm.